0: Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by CAP Show, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use CAP Show for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast that discusses faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility in the hopes of inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of. Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment Brandon is going to join me as we have a conversation with Melinda Patrick. Melinda is the host of the Even While Podcast, and we met her through the Christian Podcasters Association. We wanted to have her on the show because her show and her message very is very, very similar to ours, and we thought you'd love to hear a fresh perspective on the same message that we've been sharing for the last five years and some change. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving operating a jet plane, test piloting the new rockets that Elon Musk is working on, whatever it is, uh, just listen. That's that's really all I'm saying. So here we go. All right. Hey, Brandon, how are you doing on this fine, whatever day it is
1: today? Uh, pretty good. I, I, I find myself the only person that doesn't have COVID, uh, so that's a good thing.
0: Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> if we were recording face-to-face right now. I'd share the gift, so there you go. Uh, and
1: uh, <laughs> I'm trying to break the habit of just kissing random people. Yeah, you gotta stop doing um, that. In, in this pandemic, it does make for awkward situations, but I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, I was thinking you gotta stop doing that just because you know you're married and she does approve of you kissing random people. But
1: that, that's probably
0: true too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we didn't get. on <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, you made me break character what the heck uh anyway we didn't get on here to talk about uh, brandon's random kissing habit here uh we did uh invite melinda patrick on she's the host of the even wild podcast and uh, calling in from georgia how are you doing melinda
2: hey guys hey. <laughs> hey guys how are y'all
0: doing good doing good brandon's already throwing me off my game <laughs> Uh, all right so the the thing that really drew us to reach out to you and ask if you'd be on the show is you've got a very similar show to ours so where Beyond the Rut is about living a fulfilled life uh, and specifically in the areas of faith family, fitness, finances, and future possibility people are going to be thinking did I just hear this? yeah it's in the intro that's a
2: tongue twister Uh, it it
0: is I'm telling Um, you um, he's the only one that can say it too well I've been practicing (laughs) for five years so if I don't know it by now and I really wanted the alliteration so, they all start with Fs. So, I call them the five Fs. And then uh, and, and people tend to joke about wanting to throw an extra F word in there. I'm like, no, no. This is a family show. So, uh so about living a fulfilled life where we might feel stuck in a rut and then, you know, identifying what is that thing we're meant to do that we want to do that, to have that significance with that impact in the world around us and then go after it while still balancing out these other circles of life. And then we've got your show, The Even While Podcast, where when you get somebody looking for like restoration of some kind, you know, whether it's um, healing from loss. Uh, whether it's betrayal or divorce or um, illness, that you still live a fulfilled life, even while you wait for that restoration to happen. And when I heard about that show, your show, I was like, man, it'd be great to have her on and just hear about what inspired you to start this show and some of the like, key things that have stood out to you uh, since you've started your show, because you're well over 100 episodes now. Is that correct, Melinda?
2: No, no actually, um, I mean, that's probably a whole other podcast. No. But when I started my podcast, <laughs> I was taught that don't start, with number 1 start with like 100 or 101 so actually i am um, i think i recorded my 23rd podcast t- oh, this nice. week oh. yeah so I, i'm a newbie but i love it
0: awesome <laughs> and the numbering works cuz I, I saw the 123 and i was like oh wow she's done a lot yeah. well played well played now if we can go back in time Brandon, we can start no, we, <laughs> we started from one. <laughs>
1: just just add a one to the next episode. It's yeah. episode 1000, whatever. <laughs> no, that, I don't think that works that way. Uh, anyway, with most that, of the people that are young probably won't know this, but used to, you needed a, a large check number on your checks for people to know you've had your account for a while. They would take a check. But if you had a real low number on your check, people thought you probably just started it and it might be a scam. So you tried to get the bank to start you at a thousand instead of at zero that makes sense that's how old i am
0: (laughs) well when i was getting checks they would always ask me where i wanted to start the numbering from and i was like one no and okay and they're like really you don't want to start at a thousand i'm like does it cost more like no i'm like okay fine so now i know now i know all right Uh, so melinda now you've done 23 episodes so far Um, Tell us a little bit more about the show that I may not have covered yet. And then uh, what was it that inspired you to to start this show? And uh, who did you want to impact with it?
2: Mm, Those are some really good questions. So I, I started the show, actually, my first episode went out right before June 2nd. And I turned 51 on June 2nd. And I was determined to do something in my 50s. And I speak and I am learning to write. <laughs> I'm a speaker who is dabbling in writing now. And I thought this is just another way to begin to get my message out, the message that the Lord has laid on my heart. And so my whole goal was to have that done before I turned 51. So my episode went out the last week of May of this year. And, you know, I remember it was back uh, probably... It's been a couple years ago. My husband and I were playing checkers, Chinese checkers, and I'm very competitive. I'm just (laughs) going to be open and honest right now. (laughs) And so, you know, if I beat you once, then I want to beat you one more time just to make sure that I'm really good (laughs) at the game. And then if you win, then we have to play at least a couple more times because I just really need to know that I've beat you. (laughs) And so we were playing Chinese checkers. I looked down. All of a sudden, I was losing in the game. And I thought, how could this be? Like, I had my whole plays, you know, lined out before me. Well, then I became so focused that I couldn't even remember the next play I had in my mind to make. And I was trying to be calm on the outside, you know, but on the inside, I was freaking out because it's not just a checkers game to me. I am competitive. And so I finally looked down and I just. Told my husband, I'm like, we have to stop. I'm calling a timeout, and he said, Melinda, there's no timeout in Chinese checkers. And I'm like, yes, there has to be a timeout. Like right now, like I, I have to get my mind together. I don't even. I mean, look, I'm losing. Like, how could this happen? And he said, You're not always gonna win. I'm like, no, but I, I can't even think where my player is. So we took a timeout. And it was in that moment that the Lord just met me in the middle of a Chinese checkers game. And he said, Melinda, this game also shows what's going on in your life. Wow. you become so focused on everything around you that you have forgotten who I have called and created you to be. You are living in reaction to what's going on around you, and you're not living in response me and it just broke me right there in the middle of that chinese checkers game and the lord just laid on my heart first corinthians 15 58 where it says you know therefore brothers sisters be steadfast let nothing move you the work you're doing in the lord is not in vain and and that's my paraphrase but When I really started word searching that scripture, I thought that scripture meant to wherever you are, just stand firm, just stand (laughs) fast wherever you are. But when I started really looking and picking out the words and and doing word search and word study on them, that word be, be steadfast, that word be means come into origin, come into the original of who I have called and created you to be. We're not just supposed to stand where we are. We are supposed to stand in who God has called and created us to be. And when we are living in reaction to the things around us and not in response to him, then we are wandering off from who we have been called to be originally. And I just started this whole thing for me. I began looking at my life where I have I've been through divorce. I've been through hard parenting. Um, all of these things. And in these things, I changed in order to hopefully change my circumstances.
1: Mm-hmm. God
2: has said, no, I created and purposed you for a reason. I knew these things were happening. I'm not surprised by them, but I want you to live in who I called and created you to be and not in In reaction to change your circumstance.
1: That's so good. People, and I'm teaching a class on misunderstanding scripture, you know, some of the scripture throughout history that we've. Kind of mixed up to mean what we want it to mean, uh, but but that that is one of them. You know, just stand fast. And it's like no, if a if a hurricane's coming or a train's coming, don't stand fast. That doesn't make any sense. You don't know, just stand there. But that reacting to your circumstances, just all that means is giving control over to your circumstances. You know, whatever mm-hmm. whatever happens to you, that's what you're going to do. And so if you have if your kid has a good day, you'll have a good day. If your kid has a right. bad day, you'll have a bad. Your marriage, you know, your spouse is having a bad day. Guess what? The marriage is bad. It's like, no, you can't live life that way. So, so you decided to get into uh, the the podcasting side of it to give your voice more of a regular, um, I guess, outlet to to share these kind of things. Tell us a little bit about what what happened from Chinese checkers to say, hey, I want to make the big money of podcasting.
2: Oh, is it (laughs) great? Is it? money in podcasting
1: <laughs> exactly there is <laughs> some we're some supposedly time. getting a check someday I, I don't know.
2: like okay i didn't know there was money in podcasting so <laughs> um i do it just because i love it and i feel <laughs> like god has a message that he wants to speak i i do have some men in my audience primarily my audience is women but i feel like god has a message that he wants to speak to his daughters you know i i I am not surprised by your circumstances. And that scripture that says that I I have come to give you life abundantly, that abundant life isn't for when you get to heaven. That abundant life is today, right here, smack dab, in the middle of the darkest season. Right now, in the middle of your hardest season, you are called to live the abundant life. And I have everything you need in this moment.
1: Yep. And that,
2: that is my, my message to women and to my listeners, even the men, you know, God is calling us to live. And I just, I want to call them to live.
1: That, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is we're all waiting around for heaven it's like no stop doing that it's now live this is it right here and uh-huh. and don't wait for you know next year I'm going to do this or in 10 years or when I'm 50 or when I'm 60 or whatever it's like live right now because waiting around for this magic moment or what it's kind of like I describe it like graduation from high school you know you're so excited it's the biggest thing that's ever happened to you and then you do it and you realize nothing really happens after that. Yeah, you know, you've got to go actually build a life and and live. The next day is really kind of depressing because there's no celebration. You're not getting gifts and nobody's clapping for you. That's that's what real life is. And and we're waiting to get to heaven to start living. It's like no, start right now. You woke mm-hmm. up. There must be some reason you woke up. Let's use it for something.
2: Yes.
0: And That's you know, awesome. heaven was the end goal anyway, like theoretically, as soon as we received Christ, I mean, boom, you're in heaven, right? Like you, yeah. you wouldn't even be on this planet anymore, but we, we're left it's heaven on earth and there's a purpose behind us still being here. And I got a hunch, I don't know why, but I got this hunch that it's because we're supposed to kind of pay it forward and encourage other folks like, look, <laughs> life is different because of what we believe in. Um <laughs> Let me tell you more about it, you know, or let me show you through how I live my life how how this is worth it, and you know just the impact that you have on other people 's lives, uh, whether you know it or not um, there's there 's a lot to be done if you just go and represent Christ where you are right now doing what you 're doing and and a lot of people yeah like you said they're they 're waiting for this ideal situation, and they're waiting for perfection to happen before they go and take a step forward. Uh, whether it is sharing their faith, whether it is getting fit, or if they want to travel the world, you know, it's like, man, someday I'm going to go and travel the world and do this, this, and this, but only when I retire or only when I have. And it's like, gosh, but then eventually you get to a point where, you know, maybe life's taken from you and you didn't go and do those things. Um, you didn't go and establish that organization that helped uh, older folks understand how. How to turn the silent feature on on their iPhone? Um, <laughs> you know, it's.
1: Um that's a hard one, though. That organization. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: you know, side note, I, I always joke that I'm, I'm going to start a nonprofit to teach you know folks about technology, You know, things like turn off your ringer on, on your cell phone. And um, was it Geico that came out with the commercial?
1: That <laughs> I think Progressive or one of those so, guys. Yeah, like where you turn into your parents and then the oh, guy doing it. Yes. yes. I, yes. I think that. it's
2: Geico. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mine doesn't have that switch. Yes, it, it does. does. <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
2: <laughs>
0: I was
1: like, they did it. They caught onto my idea. Somebody's going to start. It. So, um, One of the things that I, I saw on your uh, website is uh, you, you talk a little bit about each episode, but one, one phrase you used just kind of stood out to me is that waiting season. And talk a little bit about uh, where you came up with that and what that really means to you.
0: Stay
2: with us. We'll be right back.
0: And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash show. that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show.
2: Mm-hmm. I actually, when I look back through the theme of my life, especially my adulthood life, one common thread is God is had me in a waiting season. And sometimes one waiting season overlaps into another. And I was at a writer speaker retreat back um, last year. And so we were trying to find out, you know, what is our message? Because my message isn't that I've been through a divorce. That's not my, my message. My message isn't that I've had hard parenting. Um, my message isn't that I'm a blended family now, but there the common denominator in all of those sayings is in every season God has called me to a waiting season, and what did I learn in that waiting season? And that is my message to to share to whoever the Lord puts in front of me. And I've learned that there are at least four things in the waiting season that God will allow us to do if we take the season and give it to him. And one of them is to heal in a waiting season. God, one of the gifts is God is giving us a time to heal. When I was walking through that long waiting season of divorce, to be honest, if my divorce would have been over just like that, I probably would have just jumped into the next bad relationship. But because God gave me protected, gave me the gift of that long waiting season, I was then able to come to my senses, reach out for help, go to count Christian counseling, work through my own heart wounds. And then when that time and season was over, I had grown, you know, I had, I had healed. And so now I was more able to make healthy decisions in my life ahead of me. So that waiting season gave me the gift of healing. Uh, waiting season can give us the gift of rest. You know, um, if if we are been down sick, you know, I've been sick the past two weeks. And so I had to clear everything off my schedule. I wasn't able to go do the things that I wanted to do. But in that, I also had the gift of rest. I had the gift of undisturbed time with the Lord. Another gift in the waiting would be to grow. We may feel a calling on our life. I remember one day, I just knew that the Lord had called me into ministry. I had no idea what. So I just knew, hey, the next day I'm going to know I'm going to be doing whatever (laughs) God has called me to do. But I had no idea of the long wait season. But in that, in moving from Hey, there's a calling on my life. To today, I have been able to grow in the gifts and the talents that God has blessed me with. I have lived through experiences that I can now offer to hope as other people. Hey, I did this. Don't do this. <laughs> you know, learn from my <laughs> mistakes. Um, or when I did this, man, the Lord really showed up, and this is what how you know the lord got me to truly surrender my heart. So in a waiting season he gives us the gift of growing. But then also I think the greatest gift in the waiting season is the gift of knowing him. I truly can look back over all the waiting seasons of my life and I'm still in one. My life is not all my waiting seasons aren't all prettied and tied in a bow. I'm still in a long waiting season, but I look back And everything the Lord has brought me through, I can say today, I know that he is my provider. He's not just provider because God's word tells me he's provider. He is provider because he has been my personal provider. I know he's the perfect husband because when I was walking through those years of being a single mom, God was my perfect husband. I know that he is my encourager. You know, I, it's not just now words written in the Bible. It are, it is experiences that I have lived out with and through him. And so Those are gifts. And I think we look at a waiting season and one of the words that the enemy wants to speak to us is you're forgotten. (laughs) Another word that the enemy wants to speak to us is God's withholding from you. Mm -hmm. But if we look and if we change our view and begin to see what God is giving us in these waiting seasons, I think we're going to begin to live In that season, and I think we're going to be more appreciative and we're going to begin to seek out the positive in the situations, which we all know that when we begin to look for the positives, it not only changes our lives, it changes the lives around us.
1: Absolutely. I, I love the word waiting too. It's kind of like steadfast. Steadfast we think means just stand still. Waiting we think means stand still and and neither one mean that. Wait, right. That waiting season is still you actively. You have to live through that waiting season. Otherwise, yes. And and just for somebody listening saying, well, yeah, it was really easy from Linda because those were like two-hour waiting seasons, it's like, no, I'm sure, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I, I bet I'm right, that you were praying for the waiting season to hurry up and be over and let's just do this and let's just do that. Actively living in that waiting season doesn't mean you're just like, okay, I'm going to wait. And it ends on November 4th or whatever. It's like, no, the, the waiting season is where you're supposed to be, but active. You you yes. pray, grow, learn, make connections, move around, do things, but you're you're focused on Him, and that's yes. the waiting season. I yes. love that yes. concept.
2: It's, yes. It'll probably be part I, of my
1: message tomorrow. I would there imagine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean I'm still in a waiting season. I have a child uh, with with same sex attraction, mm-hmm. and it it has been um, a very difficult long season for me we have a great relationship we love one another we agree to disagree and in this long waiting season, one thing that I tell parents because the parents come to me, I, I work in a ministry where I'm director of parent support, and parents will come to me and they want to know the ABC123. And I get it. I, I wanted the ABC123 also. Mm-hmm. But I have to give them the bad news it's not an ABC123. And you can't control your child. Um, You know, maybe you're in a hard marriage right now. You can't control your spouse. Maybe you are in a difficult season with your parents. You can't control your parents. We can't control our bosses. We can't control our neighbors. The only person we can control is us. Mm -hmm. And so in this moment, in this season, what can I do? To live, And one thing as parents that I always encourage parents to do is if you're wanting your child to get counseling, you be the leader and you go get counseling. If you're wanting your child to be in a support group or join a small group, you be the leader and you do that. You know, your child may not want help right now mm-hmm. and you can't make them get help <laughs> if that's what you feel like they need. But what can you do? So for me, I can go get counseling. I can find others who can speak hope into my life and encouragement into my life. I can begin to grow in this area so that when my child um, does come back to me, when my child is turning to the Lord, when my spouse is now ready for healing in our marriage, I've already been getting personal healing. So now I'm ready to walk through healing with them. I'm now a better spouse. I'm now a better mom because I wasn't just waiting for them. I'm actively waiting. I'm doing something. God has not left me powerless. Right. And I think so many times in the wait, we feel like we're powerless. We just have to sit here. We just have to wait till the, the timer goes off or until God says, done, move on to the next season. But no, there are gifts in this waiting and one of the greatest gifts I gave to my daughter um, is to begin my own journey of healing. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the greatest things that has helped our relationship. And I love her. She is a gift, you know, that God has given to me. He entrusted her to me. He knew Psalms 139 says that before she was ever in my womb, You know, he knew every day that was laid out for her. He knew the mom that she needed and he knew the daughter that I needed. And so my greatest thing that I need to do is to get on the same page with God, to align myself with his word and his truth and become the whole healthy mom for my daughter, to become the whole healthy spouse for my husband um, or whatever your situation is. Mm -hmm. So you are not powerless This waiting season is a gift that God is giving you to move forward and to experience life. And then hopefully our lives become salt and light to those around us. They look and they know the hard, the dark, the difficult that we're going through, but yet there's something different. Mm -hmm. What does she have in this dark season that is making her shine so bright? What is she doing that's different and then that leads them to Christ. That's our whole goal, right? To know him and to make him known, to bring okay. glory to him. And so in our waiting season, what we can what can we do? We can accept this as a gift and begin to live right now okay. today.
0: I just want to take a quick moment to share with you a free tool we give out to our listeners called Measure It to Make It. Our episodes talk a lot about future possibility, about what life can be and where you can take your life. Whatever that is for you, we want you to have a tool to be able to write it down, make it clear on tablets, in a sense, as they say in the Bible. Because when you have your plan, your goals written out, Clearly, succinctly, you have a variety of tools at your disposal that you can reference all the time. The first thing is being able to measure your progress. That's why the tool is called Measure It to Make It, because if you're able to measure where you are and see where it is in relation to where you're going, you get an idea of where your progress is. The other thing is you can identify guardrails. Guardrails are the things that you absolutely will do to pursue your dream as well as the things you absolutely won't do while you're pursuing your dream. And these guardrails help keep you on your path out of the rut as you pursue that success. So go to beyondtherut.com slash Download it for free. You have the option to sign up for our newsletter, but that's not required. This is totally for free. No gimmicks, no catch. We're not going to sign you up for a webinar and then ask for $1,000, at least not yet. Uh, in any case, it's a free tool. It's called Measure It to Make It. It's uh, a few pages that are just going to walk you through. How do I identify and clarify my purpose, my calling, and then what are those steps to get me there? So, again, that is com slash Goals. Go download it while you continue to listen to this episode. Now back to the show.
1: That's so good, especially for right now when a lot of people are, maybe you lost your job or you're just confined to home or whatever it is. It's like, what are you going to do with that time? Because how many times do we say, man, if I had like, Two weeks off. I could just read all these books. I could develop my business plan or I could start this podcast or write a book or whatever it is. You've got that now. Go okay. actively using this season makes more sense than just sitting there going, well, you know, it, it's kind of the concept of somebody's out there drowning. Your, your child is drowning and, and, and you're just going, well, God, whenever you tell me, I'll go, I'll go save that. My child and God's going, how about you learn to be a lifeguard right now? Like, why don't you learn some techniques? Learn how to, you know, build a rope or whatever it is. Don't just stand there and then wait for that magic moment. You got to actively be moving towards. And I love that you're moving towards him because it's kind of that triangle. You know, like we say marriage, it's like you won't move closer to your spouse if you're not moving closer to God and they are too. Well, to try to get closer to your daughter, you're moving closer to God. So you're moving, you're not, I'm going to stand right here and whenever you, she is tired of being wrong, she will come back to me. It's like, no, she she won't either. You have to move. Yes. Just standing there with your arms crossed, right, as you you know may believe you are, quote unquote, is not going to change your spouse or your child or your boss or your neighbor. Try to move towards them. And find a way that moves you closer to God towards them rather than just go, okay, I'm just going to forget everything I believe to be true and I'm going to move. I'm just going to agree with them. That doesn't help anything either. You have to move actively towards a solution and this Mm -hmm. whole, I'm just going to stare you down to you give up or you admit you're wrong. Yeah, you know, if you if you don't believe this theory go argue with the three-year-old you know it, that's productive because they will just cross their arms and fall down on the ground and go i'm just going to sit here and forever and, and wait you out and yes. generally <laughs> they win because they can wait you out <laughs> but you've got to do something to resolve the situation not just stare at each other so i mm-hmm. love that So what is what's what's next for you with the podcast? Like, what do you hope to accomplish and and kind of move that? What what's your end goal or maybe your next goal with the podcast?
2: So with my podcast, I am a person I whenever I go to speak, I'm not one who just likes to stand up and share my testimony. I. I have um, teaching in me <laughs> and I believe that the Lord has given me the gift of teaching. And so I love to move my person from lost in the waiting to living in the waiting. And so at the end of my podcast every week, I give my listeners a challenge, one small thing, one small thing that we can do to, to live. And an example is uh, the podcast is coming out this coming week. This, uh, we talk about a few ways to be a friend to someone going through a hard time, especially with the holidays coming up. And so my encouragement to my listeners this week is to make a freezer meal, you know, go ahead and make some freezer meals, put some in the freezer. That way, when you have a friend going through something hard or somebody sick, you have something real quick that you can grab. And um, so for me, I, Each week I have a different guest on that has had some season of wait and they just talk about a few things that they've learned in that waiting season. But I'm actually right now working on a book on living life and waiting well and how to take the even while and find the abundant life in the midst of that.
1: Wow, I love that. And uh and, and I want to copy too. But um that's that's such a great topic because one of the things that uh I'm preaching on tomorrow, of course, by the time you hear this podcast it'll be a while back, but is the the prodigal son, but that that waiting season is where so many of us are. It's like let's wait till after I graduate or after my son does this or my spouse does this or new year's or easter or whatever it is we're just we're always in that waiting season the difference is being actively waiting or just sitting being as we like to say steadfast i'm just going to sit here and wait on god it's like there was a pastor once that said you've not waited on god a day in your life he's always (laughs) ready for you you know he's waiting on you all the time but you're not waiting on him for anything
2: that's right that's right
0: in this talk That's about the awesome. waiting season, um, two things come to mind. Uh, the first one is uh, something I learned when I was in the Army. Uh, I was doing a, a training exercise to prepare to go to Kosovo and got to run around with some cavalry scouts. And they were setting what they call an observation post up in a mountain. And, I, you know, first time I got to do this, so I'm digging a foxhole with them. And I, it's a hide spot. So, like, we, we had two objectives. We had to create the observation post itself. And then we had to create an area to safely rest. And pull security. So um, we did dig both and we got evaluated out of the teams that were out there. I think we were the only one that didn't get spotted by the observer, which was really cool because we're like, yeah, because he walked right by us. <laughs> and then he came by again. And finally, we just like threw a rock down at him. and He's like, oh, wow you guys did well well that's not the point of the story the thing is I learned why we built the rest area because to me I was thinking okay so we're in the observation post we're watching this crossroads we're watching for enemy traffic and then when we go to the rest area that's where I go take a nap Uh, because that's what I do when I take a rest and he said that's all we do for rests Um, when we're out on patrol like it's just a team of like three or four of you rest means you're just not actively watching the field rest means you're cleaning your weapon you're changing your socks you're stretching you're looking around behind you you're changing up your scenery you're giving yourself a mental break uh, while you're also taking care of other things to prepare you to go either back to the observation post or to prepare you to exfiltrate out of there and ever since i learned that i thought wow rest isn't just straight up lay down be lazy only you know, a rest <laughs> has some work to it and i've ingrained that into my my persona so that you know when everybody else is resting sitting down just having a bleh day i'm like all right guys let's go do this all right hey let's go check this out hey let's go do this And they're like oh my gosh somebody just throw a rock at this man but um so that's one thing that came to mind and then the other thing was a movie that came out a few years back called facing the giants uh, and there's an analogy told in that movie about uh two farmers they both are experiencing a drought. And they both are praying for rain. Uh, One farmer just prays for rain and that's it. The other farmer prays for rain and then goes out to the field and starts, uh, what is it, plowing the field and preparing the field to receive the rain um, in case it rained that day. And so, the question was, which of these two farmers was prepared to receive that rain on their field? And, of course, the answer is the one that actually got out there and prepared the field to receive that blessing. And I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. So, this waiting season does have, uh, I wouldn't call it biblical, like, foundation because i'm I'm referencing a movie here
1: uh but uh, (laughs) but it very much does yeah the
0: principle is there though (laughs) like you know you don't just sit around and wait for something to come to you you prepare your if you're expecting a blessing you got to prepare what you have in front of you to receive that blessing and Mm -hmm. if you're not doing that you're not doing the work that's needed to be prepared for that next level so
1: anyway i just wanted to throw that in there a day of rest is absolutely called for us You know, every week we're supposed to take a day of rest, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we won't go down that rabbit hole but trust us in the <laughs> next episode you will see this now. Uh, well well thanks so much for joining us. I love your message. I love that it's getting out to different people and uh, we'll definitely have to have you back whenever uh, the book is finished because we would love to uh, not only read it but also share it with other people and promote that as best we can. So what uh, if, if people want to get a hold of you what's the best way to do that?
2: I am on Instagram at mpatrick1778 my uh, website is melindapatrick.org and I have a speaker page on Facebook called um, it's Melinda Patrick Speaker and those are probably the best ways if they wanted to email me they could email me at oh goodness let me think what is my email address
1: that's, that's a really long email address. Oh, goodness, <laughs> let me think at gmail.com. Oh, okay. It's Go to the um, website. You'll find it. <laughs>
2: yes, go to the website. It's melpatrick1778 at gmail.com.
1: <laughs> there you go. And and she's on Facebook and Instagram. And if you go to the website, you can uh, find all that information and how to get a hold of her, bring her in to speak. And uh, if you're in the Atlanta area and you people want to just stop by your house, what's your home address?
2: Oh, oh! I could, le- I would love to do that. You know, I actually host retreats in my home, <laughs> cool. COVID, and so I'm hoping one day post COVID I can coming. open my door again. But yeah, That's I actually awesome. host retreats in my home for women just to give them that opportunity to to rest, to spend that time with the Lord without any distraction and shut everything off. And I don't teach; it's just their time with the Lord. They can meditate and journal, Scripture, those kind of things. So yeah, I would love that. I look I love friends I love all the friends
1: (laughs) That's really cool. So go to the website and uh, let her know who you are and a little bit of information. You can't just show up and knock on the door, but that's the best answer to that question. (laughs) I ask everybody that and nobody's ever given that kind of answer. It's like, yes, I want people to do that. But you got to submit a little bit of information first. She's not going to let you just walk up on her porch and (laughs) and start hanging out, but get to know her, reach out, and uh, maybe you'll get invited to a post-COVID retreat where you can hang out and just grow closer in your waiting season, uh, whatever that looks like, but definitely go check out the podcast and how you can move through things. I know this is a a short podcast, so some of these uh, stories may have seemed like they happened in a matter of seconds, but they were a matter of days, weeks, months, years, Uh, in some ways, decades, like you were saying, you go from one to the other. They may be overlapping and and find out what you can do to move actively through whatever waiting's season God has you in today. Uh, just thank you so much for joining us, Melinda, and uh, we're we're so excited to have you on today.
2: This has been such an honor and so fun. And so my mind's already working. How can I have y'all on my podcast? Awesome.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. We would be more than happy to do it.
0: Now, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 248. There you'll find links to Melinda's website, melindapatrick.org, as well as some links to her Gmail her podcast and a few of our episodes that relate to this one now the best way you can pay us back is to pay us forward so share us with a friend a family member a coworker, or that neighbor across the street just send this link over to them that's nice it's socially distanced we're almost at the tail end of this pandemic i believe but until then stay safe now we're glad you joined us this week we look forward to joining you again next week but until then go live life beyond the rut take care